Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. It's brought to you by Farmers. At Farmers, we've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. When it's game time, have an experienced player help you stay ahead of the game. Put their experience into play at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Dearly beloved, we gather here to warn the passing of another Lakers season. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. The Lakers are dead. They are done. They are finished. 
Um, the Lakers lost to their crosstown rivals, but I guess it's now crosstown nemesis because the Clippers keep beating the, the the Lakers. They lose to them at home. I guess it's always really at home, but yes, they were technically the home team. LeBron James statistically played well, but there were still moments of defensive inadequacies. They don't have Brandon Ingram the entire game. Kyle Kuzma rolls his ankle, and they lose again to the Clippers. Aye. Making it almost an impossibility that they make the playoffs. They are not mathematically eliminated, but um, I would not buy green bananas on this season. Take a listen to LeBron after the game. Definitely a game that we needed tonight for obvious reasons. There's a team that we, that we were chasing, um, and we didn't take care of business. So, you know, you kind of look at uh, the rest of the games and, and look at the percentages of what's going on here in the future and, uh, and see what makes more sense, um, you know, for not only me, but for the team itself as well. Yeah, well, th- that's, that's one of those, wait a second, let's see what makes sense. How much do I have to go out there and play basketball when I'm playing meaningless games? He was asked about shutting it down the rest of the season. That would take a lot of convincing from Luke on up. He told ESPN, unless I'm hurt, I'm not sitting games. That conversation hasn't occurred, but I'm sure it can happen soon. (laughs) Which is like, look, here's the deal. I don't really want to play meaningless games. I totally understand, though, that if I say I I want to sit games, then I'm going to be the bad guy. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to plan stories with Chris Carter and with Jay Williams and with other people saying, why don't you sit LeBron down? I'm not hurt. I'm just not playing that great. I don't have great energy and maybe a little extra rest. Like, what are you resting for the off season? This is what the Redskins did to RG three when they didn't want him around. Not what the Lakers should do to LeBron James. You got to give us some hope. Not just some hype. Oh, he's his own worst enemy. And look, I don't blame all of it on LeBron James. Anybody's like, God, you're a hater. I'm actually broadcasting from our iHeartRadio studios in Oklahoma City. That's why a guy named Woody, uh, uh, I met a guy named Woody this morning, and that was his voice. That's where I got that accent. I didn't think that everybody's a LeBron James fan. Sounds like they're from Chickasha, Oklahoma. God, you're a hater. No, but that's a good voice for this particular imitation. I'm not a hater. I don't put it all on him. All right, we said this yesterday, inexperienced GM, inexperienced team president, no assistant GM. You know, you have, frankly, Jeannie Buss. I mean, like, no one's going to say this, but what the hell does she know about running a basketball team? Like, everyone's like, oh, well, she's just amazing, you know. Dr. Jerry Buss, like, dude, Dr. Jerry Buss used to write checks and party with Magic Johnson. He didn't know what he was doing. He lucked out. He got Jerry West and he had Pat Riley and they had Magic Johnson and they figured it out. I mean, come on. Oh, Jeannie Buss. Well, Jeannie Buss will do a better job than Jim Buss. Okay. Neither of them doing a particularly good job because neither of them know anything about basketball. The dumbest conversation people have ever had. Genie bus. She knows how to do it. She'll hire good people. Like, okay, she hired, you know, first she fired Mitch. Then she hired Rob Palenka, who had no experience at all. He's an agent. And Magic Johnson, who, come on, we've been around for the magic thing. I mean, there is less substance there than an old West town. 
And you ever been one of those fake old West towns where the storefronts are like one thing, then you go behind the storefronts like, wait a second, it's a shanty behind it. That's magic. Comes in with a big smile, laughs. (laughs) Great smile. You're like, wow. Hey, that talk show was bad. The coaching job was bad. The presidentship was bad. And by the way, in order to run the ship correctly with the Dodgers, they went out and hired baseball guys, just like they should hire some basketball guys to do the basketball job at the Lakers. I don't put it all in the feet of LeBron James, but the idea that LeBron James earlier this year said he wasn't chasing anything, didn't hang around the team when he got hurt, got all his clutch guys paid so that nobody who's not clutch wanted to come. Like, look, it's just a bad look. And, And maybe last night they were physically overmatched because he didn't have Ingram and he still doesn't have Lonzo. And he, he shouldn't be expected to do what he used to do. And it's a flawed roster. And that's not solely or even mostly on LeBron James. But the way in which he lacks energy and aggression and tenacity and is so easy to throw anyone and everyone else under the proverbial bus. You know what leaders do? Leaders go, hey, I got to be better. And you know what? As long as there are games to be played and play out and the playoffs to be made, we're going to fight. We're going to get in here. We're going to figure it out. And we're going to fight. We're going to one game. Then we're in two games. Then we're in three games. Then we're in four games. We're going to do. We're going to put together wins every day. And if at the end of the day it's enough to make the playoffs, great. If not, we're going to give it everything we have. But we haven't heard any of that from LeBron. And the only reason you're hearing shutting it down from Jay Williams and from Chris Carter and now some other people chiming in is because he wants to shut it down. That's how he operates. Let everybody else do his dirty work for him. LeBron James' favorite movie is The Godfather. That's the way in which The Godfather worked. They'll fire Luke and he'll pretend like, I cannot believe Luke got fired. They'll trade players and he'll pretend like, I cannot believe that guy got traded. But what a disaster in L.A. And you know who we need to give it up to? You know who deserves the most credit for knowing the league and knowing himself today? Paul George. I said it. Now he's an MVP candidate playing for a better team and a better organization with a guy who, though he's not, doesn't have the greatest track record as coach in the NBA, but does have a couple championships in college and has managed to get this thing going in the right direction. Paul George. Look at the standings, look at how, look at his perspective more than anything. Like, look, you want to, you want to go play for an organization that does things that are in the best interest or the organization, not just in the best interest of their highest paid superstar. Look at Oklahoma city 39 and 24. They'll probably end up with a third, maybe even the second best record in the West. He's an MVP candidate. Yes, the dollar goes further. It's not his hometown, but he's perfectly happy. He knows himself and he knew I don't want to do that LeBron thing. This is what KD was talking about. This is why Kyrie Irving left Cleveland. This is why Kawhi doesn't want to be a Laker. Because as great as LeBron is, in his wake is a series of terrible contracts in Cleveland, some hurt feelings in Miami, and this disaster that's in Miami. What an abject Disaster. Disaster. 
And I am just, I am stunned by the lack of Kobe in it. Right? And Kobe has told people I know, he's the, he, this guy's just not wired like me. And this is the perfect example why. I didn't love Kobe, and Kobe had that. Kobe would try and fight the world. But you know what? He would fight the world to try and win, even when he told him he couldn't. Whereas there's a, there's a sitting out is laying down, and there's a laying down to LeBron James. There's not a ton of dog in him, but there's some dog in him. There's a, there's a give up factor. You know, it's like everyone I know has a, a, uh, a self-destruct button, and it's how quickly and how easily you can get to that button. Some people hit that thing much more easily. There's also, everyone has a, you know, there's a point where you give up. Some people will never give up. Some people, it's far too easy to give up. And, and, and most great athletes find a way to push through pain, fatigue, any sort of thing that's not going their way. I, I can't believe what's happening with LeBron James. There's a give up in him that we haven't seen in him in a while. He shut it down at times and pouted in order to get his way, but this is a shutting it down because he feels like it's for not with his team. I didn't think I'd see that. Two-time NBA All-Star Carlos Boozer joins the show upcoming next. What does he make of LeBron's situation? Also, is Kyrie Irving a franchise NBA player? Some league executives don't think so. We'll ask uh, Carlos Boozer upcoming next, but first... You know, using TrueCar, you can easily find the car that you want. With True Price from TrueCar, you can avoid the confusion you encounter online by getting a great price you can count on before you ever even visit a dealership. The True Price includes all dealer fees and accessories. TrueCar will show you what other people in your area pay for the car that you want. Now you know what a fair price is, so you can feel confident. And your certified dealers knows this, so they can set their True Price competitively, so they can win your business. Over 3 million cars have been sold to TrueCar users using the TrueCar certified dealer network. There are over 15,000 TrueCar certified dealers nationwide. TrueCar users save, on average, $3,000 off MSRP. You get to know what everyone else paid for the car that you want, and TrueCar sets their true price competitively. You can't beat it. So when you're ready to buy a new or a used car, why don't you visit TrueCar? You're going to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Reminder, some features, like true price for TrueCar, not available in all states. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. 
There is a video now from that uh, Nevada-Utah State game. And if you remember, the Nevada guys, players and coaches, claimed that uh, there were some remarks that were made about their players and touching of their players coming off the court. And if you watch the video, none of that. Only one guy appeared to lose his complete cool. Maybe there was trash talk said to Jordan Caroline, who's a stud player. Stud player. But it does not appear, if you watch the video, we'll discuss this a little bit later, does not appear as though there were any sort of hurled insults or uh, reasons that the, the court storming affected Nevada and their, their reaction to losing to Utah State. You've been following that story. Get you an update here upcoming in about 10 minutes or so. But let's catch up with Carlos Boozer. Booz, of course, a two-time NBA All-Star. Knows all things going on in the NBA. I want to ask him about the Celtics as well. But let's start with the Lakers. Obviously, most of us believe that this season is over. What percentage of the blame do you lay at the feet of LeBron James? I mean, it's tough, though. You think about it, you know, before he got hurt, they were sitting real pretty, and I think in that fourth spot in the Western Conference, looking very promising. Um, Obviously, he misses those 17, 18 games that he missed um, with his injury. comes back, and they're, you know, they got a, a huge hill to climb in the Western Conference where teams have gotten a lot better. Um, you know, a few years ago, used to last at Sacramento. That's a guaranteed win. Now they're very good and much improved. Um, Denver has taken a, a huge leap forward and is, is towards the top of the, the Western Conference as well. <clears throat> and even Utah is, is sitting pretty too. So all the all the teams that weren't very good a couple of years ago have improved a great deal. So he's, he's in a he's in a loaded Western Conference. I feel like that that those 18 games that he missed. Uh, with his injury, really hurt that team. And then obviously all the trade rumors with Anthony Davis and what have you uh, might have messed with those young guys because they are kind of young. It was the first time they really have been through, you know, trade scenarios where as a veteran, you know, it comes up every almost every offseason. You know, if you have an opportunity to get a sub player like Anthony Davis, one of the top three, four, five players in the world, um, you know, there's a chance you might get traded. So I think, I think psychologically that really hurt some of the young guys um, but regardless, it was it's also a huge lesson into the business of basketball for that young group of guys. And, and now um, the playoffs look very bleak for them, very slim. So um, I think at this point, I know LeBron's a huge competitor and he'll want to play it all the way out so there's zero chance left of them, of them making the playoffs. And he probably will do that, obviously very close to passing MJ um, on the scoring list. But at the same time, uh, I feel like you got to start looking towards the future. I, I would agree. I just, I'm surprised that there has, and, and look, you're right. Some of the teams in the West are down, but they, they lost, I mean, that were down are now up. But I mean, like, look, the Clippers trade away Tobias Harris. They lost to the Atlanta Hawks. They lost to the Grizzlies who trade away Marcus Gasol. They lost to the Pelicans who didn't play Anthony Davis except for 20 minutes of that game. And they lost to the, to the Suns, the worst team in the NBA. So I, I would agree if you, if you said we were matching them up against the, the playoff teams, the Denvers, the Golden States, the Oklahoma Cities, but they've been losing to bad teams. Bad. Yeah, I think, I think that, that's the sign that psychologically those, some, some of those guys aren't there anymore. You know what I mean? I, I think Lakers are definitely have more talent than the Suns and Memphis and, and those teams, even New Orleans without Anthony Davis. But I, that, that's the sign of a very young group of guys who – have failed to play a whole 48 minutes of, uh, 48 minutes of, of excellent defense because, uh, honestly, in the Western Conference, you could lose to anybody. All those teams can score out there. Not all those teams play good defense, and the, and the Lakers have, fall, have fallen short on the defensive side most of the season. 
Carlos Boozer, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. How hard is it to fix in the offseason? Uh, it can be. It depends on what they do. You know, obviously Rob Palenka and, and Magic Johnson have a have a huge, huge offseason coming up. If they can make a move, get get a couple of free agents, make some trades, and rebolster that 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 locker room, obviously around LeBron James, um, you know things can change in a heartbeat. You know, just getting LeBron, you have not, you have a chance. I still believe that if he was healthy, he didn't miss those eighteen those eighteen games. And there wasn't all these trade talks to Anthony Davis. They would be sitting pretty in the Western Conference, but that's all in the past at this point. Um, I think if you compare him with a stud, you know, like an AD or I don't know if Kawhi is, is going to leave Toronto and go and want to go to LA or Jimmy Butler. If you compare him with an elite, you know, top twenty player in the league, they'll have a they'll have a great chance next year to uh, to make some noise. Carlos Boozer, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Kyrie Irving says he, he didn't get into basketball for all the attention, um, but he has done. I, I liked Uncle Drew. I thought it was. I watched it with my kids this past weekend. <laughs> I thought it was. Movie. I thought it was awesome. That was really yeah, really good. good. Um, and, and and just because you're in a movie doesn't mean you want attention. But it's not like he's done things to divert attention from him. How does how do those remarks strike you? I mean, at the end of the day, when you're one of the top players in the world, you're going to get attention. He knows that. I think at this point, uh, I think he means some of the negative attention that they may be getting, but it's part of basketball. You got to take the good and the bad. The gift, it's a gift and a curse. You know, you're going to get praise. You're going to get opportunities to play Uncle Drew in movies and, and get your own signature shoe. Which, by the way, his shoe was fire. All those awesome colors. Um, but when you're going through a spiral and his team is, you know, you know, during the NBA season, as you know, is ups and downs, and they're going through a down part of that. They're in one of the valleys right now, instead of one of the peaks. So there's a lot of scrutiny going on, a lot of criticism going on, trying to figure out what's wrong, quote-unquote, with the Celtics. Um, and obviously him being the best player on the team, he's going to take a lot of that. It's like being a quarterback of a team. You know, when you're doing well, um, you get all the praise. When you're doing bad, you get all the criticism. That's part of being the best player. And he knows that as well. So I, I think he's probably he probably just wants to go out there and play and go home. <laughs> but in between going home, you got to talk to some media. Carlos Boozer, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. With with all of that mess, um, I'm watching Golden State, and though they still have three great shot makers, they're, they're not the same with Boogie Cousins. And obviously they're going to bring back Andrew Bogut, who's a great passer and a great screener. It, uh-huh. it kind of doesn't that, doesn't that kind of admit that, that Boogie isn't making them better like some thought or most people thought he would? Uh, it just depends. I mean, obviously... You know, Boogie's coming off a, a really tough injury that, that has plagued a lot of NBA players. That's ended some careers as well, and he's doing a, a pretty decent job. I think he's also getting back in basketball shape. You know, you can run on the treadmill, swim in the water, do individual workouts all day long, but it's nothing like playing against your peers in, in the NBA setting, an NBA game, banging down low, taking a sprint down the other end, banging some more, getting a rebound. You know, it, it's just different when you're playing live basketball in front of 20,000 20, fans, so... I think he's he's getting him back in shape a little bit, and I also think for Steve Kerr, um, I think when the chips are all on the table come playoff time, and it's it's the fourth quarter, depending on the matchup, I still think he goes with the Hampton Five, meaning with Iguodala in there instead of instead of Boogie, um, because he, that that group has been tested. Obviously, Iggy's been a, a Finals MVP, but um, I I still feel like there's a lot of growth going on there with Boogie. They numbers wise, they may not be as efficient or. His, his, I think he has a high mi- – I, I can't remember what his minus is, but he has a high minus. Part of that is just him getting back in shape, get, getting to know some of those guys, getting to know their system, 
I mean, he's only been out there for like 20, 25 games or whatever it's been. So give him some more time. But Bogut is going to be a huge finding. I think he's a phenomenal big man at the center spot, great passer, knows that system very well, very good rebounder, and also a good defender. So and he's, a, he's an unselfish big man. But Boogie, listen, Boogie, Boogie is one of those guys, especially the Boogie that we're seeing now, the very calm, cool, and collected, just playing basketball. Boogie, I, I think that'd be a problem anybody would love to have on their team. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Carlos Boozer joining us here, talking some NBA uh, day after LeBron and the Lakers lose the Clippers. Looks like that season is over. Uh, the Celtics, of course, got the Warriors a four-game road swing. They're going to try and find themselves. We talked a little bit about the Warriors themselves. Uh, and, and then you have the upcoming offseason and the idea of New York. Um, uh-huh. like, look, you've been around basketball enough. I know you grew up in Alaska, but anytime you, when you came down, like the guy that fixes the Knicks is going to be hailed as an all time hero You're, for your entire co- collegiate and professional life. Guys have tried to fix the Knicks. Do you think legitimately some stars will go there? The KDs and the Kyries will go there and try and get it done. I think they're going to have an opportunity. I, I think they're sitting pretty. Um, I don't know if guys will leave. I, I, KD's in a very good situation. I think I think Golden State is is gearing up to give him a huge huge contract, uh, maybe the richest we've seen in the NBA. Um, but I think a lot of teams will. But I, I think Golden State's preparing for that big contract. Um, I know Kyrie's going to have a hell of a decision to make. You know whether staying in Boston or taking his talents elsewhere. Him being from Jersey, obviously the Knicks look very attractive to him. Um, and then obviously it, the Knicks are. I think they may be the worst team in the league record wise. I'm not sure. Yeah, they, they have 12 or 13 wins. Um, they're going to have a, a very good chance to get Zion and, and be in that top two or three picks and get you know either Zion or R.J. Barrett or the kid out of Murray State or Cam Reddish or whoever they choose is their is their next uh, young stud to come up. Um, but I, I do think they're going to be a factor. You know, I, I know that there's a lot of guys that like New York. I don't know if they want to play there, um, but we'll find out this summer. It would what be do you interesting think? Though, if we if we saw Kyrie and KD and Zion in New York, which is all the rumors going on. It would it would make them very good very quickly. Do you think Zion's going to play? He's not going to oh, play yeah, tonight I, against. I, I, he's not going to play tonight against uh, against. No, Wake. I, I, th- I think he comes back for the ACC tournament. You know, I think he's he's resting that knee, getting it healthy. I think he comes back for the ACC tournament and for March Madness. I I agree with you, and it's obviously a, a chance to win another national title at Duke. Booze, great stuff, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, anytime, guys. All right, that's Carlos Boozer joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, let's get you to Dan Beyer. What do you got, Dan? Yeah, as you said, no Zion Williamson for Duke. Their final home game of the season, of course. They're in Chapel Hill to face North Carolina coming up on Saturday night in the final regular season game of the year. Three men were sentenced to prison today for their role in the Adidas recruiting college basketball scandal. Former Adidas executive Jim Gatto received a nine-month prison term. Former Adidas consultant Merle Code got a six-month sentence as did aspiring agent Christian Dawkins. In the NFL, the NFL Network says the Chiefs are talking about giving wide receiver Tyree Kill a record-setting deal. Odell Beckham Jr. is currently the highest-paid receiver of the NFL at $18 million per season. The Patriots aren't going to use the franchise tag on any of their players. While the Giants will not do so for safety Landon Collins, that will make him a free agent. The Buccaneers and left tackle Donovan Smith have agreed to a three-year deal worth just over $41 million, according to ESPN. The Carolina Hurricanes take on the Boston Bruins at 7 o'clock Eastern time 
tonight's Discover Card Key matchup. Discover alerts you if they find your social security number on any one of the thousands of risky websites. It's free for card members. Just sign up online at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. Angels pitcher Matt Harvey expected to make his spring training debut tomorrow, returning from a glute injury. We'll be back to the Doug Gottlieb Show in 10 seconds, but first, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to Farmers. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. This is from Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet is his Twitter handle. Uh, his good morning. Uh, his uh, is a is a good morning football. Is that what it is? Yeah, good morning football uh, from Good Morning Football. As trade talks continues for Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown, there is the interest is real. And while there are other teams talking with Pittsburgh, the Raiders are one team continually in the mix. Also, Benjamin Albright is the NFL Draft Insider. He's reporting that John Gruden and the Raiders are trying to land Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and somehow draft Kyler Murray. Now, now here's the thing. Do I believe all of this to be true? I do. And look, if you're the... um, It'll be hard to trade within the AFC, although, look, they're... Uh, though they're historic rivals with the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're not really rivals. They're in the AFC West. Uh, Le'Veon, they can sign as a free agent, and they have a ton of cap space. And then you got to worry about what you're doing with Derek Carr. And even though John Gruden and Mike Mayock both said Derek Carr is their quarterback, John Gruden loves quarterbacks like my college roommate likes uh, lead singers in bands. I, I can't explain it. There's a place... In Stillwater, Oklahoma, called Eskimo Joe's. And Joe's used to always have uh, performers, usually on Thursday night, live music. And if there was a lead singer that was a woman, he would want to get her number. It didn't matter how thick, how thin, how tall, how small. He had a thing for lead singing. It was like all of a sudden, it was like the voice of a, what was it? Uh, was it the, the Iliad in the Odyssey, right? Remember the Sirens? It was like the voice of the sirens where he just could not take his eyes off. He'd be mid-beer, mid-conversation. He would hear a, a female lead singer and he'd go and look at the stage and whoever it was, I got to meet her, DG. I got to meet her. Some guys have a thing for redheads, some blondes, some brunettes, some tall. I like tall women. I like short women. Whatever. I need somebody thick I can go to war with. Everybody has their thing. John Gruden's thing is quarterbacks. He likes them. He likes all of them especially the ones he doesn't have. Benjamin Albright from his verified account, it's not going to be the Broncos, the Raiders. Uh, it's not going to be the Broncos. The Raiders are the ones leading for Antonio Brown. Gruden trying to pull off Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and Kyler Murray. They're pretty fun. I don't know how good it'd be, but it'd be pretty fun. And remember, as much as Antonio Brown has been kind of a, a nut job in, in the way in which he's handled uh, his desire to be traded. Le'Veon Bell, the only concern with him is he's going to be in shape. Like he was, he was always, he was, he's always been productive. Like he wasn't really a malcontent per se. You know, he didn't like, he actually thought he got the ball too much because they were trying to wear him down. So he wasn't as valuable in free agency. 
And then the Kyler Murray thing would be fascinating. But do I think that John Gruden likes Kyler Murray's quarterback? Hell yes, he loves Kyler Murray. Why? Because Kyler Murray's the best prospecting. John Gruden loves quarterbacks. Period. Stop. End of story. You ever have a, a buddy like that music that just, there was one type of woman or whatever? Uh, couldn't? Yeah, I had one of my college roommates was all about the uh, girls with tattoos. Ah, girls with tattoos. Didn't really matter anything else. If a girl had any sort of visible tattoos, immediately he was just in awe over her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ramos, Ramos is a big tat guy. Um, yes, you got yes. me. Pinned down with the tats. I'm That's just correct. surprised. I'm surprised John got that neck tattoo. <laughs> well, you know, once he went post Malone and got the face tattoo, it didn't really matter. He could go neck tattoo as well. You know, he got the Meet the Millers No Regrets tattoo as well across his chest. Have you seen that one? You you haven't been to the beach with him like I have. He didn't see the No Regrets tattoo. No Regrets. Yeah, I'm I, look. I'm I, I'm I'm intrigued to see what Gruden does because he does have all these picks. He does have all that cap space. There has to be some sort of plan there. And I don't think the plan is simply to take a bunch of rookies, a bunch of young dudes, and hope they develop. If you can get a ready-made, you know, running back, a guy who can, or, you know, and, and sign him as a free agent. My, my question with Antonio Brown is not would he play, it's how much money he will play for. But wouldn't that, I mean, I... John Gruden and the Raiders wouldn't be the first team to do this. But isn't that basically sort of insanity, right? Just doing something that another team already did. And sure, they had what you could consider somewhat success, but never really achieved as much as they all thought they were. Like, we all thought every year we said, man, most talented team in the NFL. And the Steelers never did as much as we thought they would when they had Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell. So why would it be any different with John Gruden and the Raiders if they get there? I mean, they're only going to be older. Um, why, why wouldn't what be different? Why would the Raiders expect to have any more success than what the Steelers had by bringing on these two guys if they get Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown? The Steelers had a lot of success. The Steelers were probably the best team in the AFC, and then Ryan Shazier got hurt. I mean, and like, look, it would it immediately like Le'Veon Bell's like a really good player. We agree? No, I I agree, but that's what Antonio we Brown always really good, right? But uh-huh. that's what we always said about the Steelers. Man, they got a ton of talent, and then they would win the AFC North. Which look, you know, the Ravens were good, but they also had their own injury problems. Browns were a mess forever. Bengals could be good at times; they could also be a mess at other times. So it wasn't like. You know, the fact that they missed the playoffs this year was a complete surprise. So I just don't, I don't understand why if you're the Raiders, I mean, it's like any other team, you're trying to convince yourself that the issues that they've had in the past elsewhere are somehow going to be gone when you bring them onto your team. Oh, I, I would agree with that. I mean, look, I would, I would completely agree with you in regards to the fact that it's, um, that you're trying to, you know, it's like somebody gets divorced and you know why they got divorced and then you could be surprised when they pull the same stuff in their second marriage. I, I understand. But what I'm telling you is, let's see what the bottom line is. You know, what can you get Antonio Brown for? You know, can you get him for a low draft pick? Because now he's killed his draft value. And can you get him for, you know, somewhere less than what you would, what you would have been paying Amari Cooper? He's better than Amari Cooper. You know, if you can get rid of Derek Carr's contract and you have a Kyler Murray playing on a rookie contract, that, that changes things as well. If you can get Le'Veon Bell at far less than the you know the the crazy guaranteed money he wants, like that could be really smart. 
So I'm not disagreeing with you, but let's also remember that as much as this year was a poop show, like it took a Ryan Shazier injury and the catch rule to keep them away from home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And you could build realistically, you could build a better roster this way. If you keep their, their, their captain under, under control. Like, I don't think it's crazy to think that you can build it uh, in a better way than how Pittsburgh had built it. Uh, who deserves the most blame for the Lakers disappointing season? I'll tell you next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm, 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 mm. Every day this time, we like to play for you a game in order to get you caught up on the day's events. Let's get after it. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan Bayer, what do you got? Doug, the game today is... Rank them. Okay, let's uh, let's rank things. Rank who's most at fault for the Los Angeles Lakers collapse. Mm, one, two, okay, and LeBron, three. LeBron James one, Magic Johnson two, um, Luke Walton three. Mm, okay, interesting. No other players outside of LeBron on that list. Nope. All right, who should be uh, ranked the top three of who should be the NBA's MVP? With number one, obviously, being who you think should be the MVP. With, right none, with number one, I was being Giannis. I can hear Byer's voice. With number one being Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, who do you think should be the MVP? Uh, most valuable player. Um, Giannis didn't look so good. They, you know, I like what Phoenix has done there, where they just had they had DeAndre Ayton guard him and play way off him and make him shoot. It feels like that's what people are going to do in the playoffs, right? It's one of the things that's limited him in the playoffs is the inability to shoot. But he has had a fantastic year. I'm going to go Kevin Durant one. Wow. I'm going to go Paul George two. And I'm going to go uh, uh, James Harden three. Wow. So Giannis doesn't even make the top three. Durant's not on many people's list of being a top three or even four. I'm seeing more Nikola uh, Jokic is maybe a top three Jokic Jokic has been great people lost their mind last week when I said LeBron hasn't been a top 10 player this year and I didn't include Russell Westbrook and I probably I thought Russell has had more impact on his team's performance than LeBron and like look LeBron was out for 18 games and you know I don't know people want to say he wasn't healthy when he came back and he wasn't great the first five six games out of the shoot as well like how many games we had to play where you're you're just you're very very good but not great uh, I like Jokic as well. It's hard, but those are the three I would go with. All right, Doug. Rank the teams who could use Kyler Murray the most. So you've got teams like Raiders, Broncos, Redskins, Giants, Dolphins, yep. Bengals, uh, Cardinals. Reds, Redskins won. They need a quarterback in the worst way, and they're in complete cap hell. More on them to come. Uh, Redskins would be one. Dolphins would be two. And who else needs a quarterback? Uh, 
Titans would be three. Oh, the Titans behind Marcus. I mean, I mean not. I meant Jaguars. I'm sorry, oh, Jaguars. Jaguars. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I like the, I like the drama of the. Of no, the no, Titans. no. I'm sorry. I'm not. Look, I don't think Marcus Mariota's been great, but he's been fine. Yeah, they've fine. they've got him in they've got him in place. Okay, Doug. Right. Uh, finally, here rank your favorite college basketball arena. Yeah, one. You, you can do top five with this because you've been in enough if you want, but top three at least for your favorite places. Well, Gallagher Ive is my favorite place, although I don't love the new one as much as I like the old one. Uh, it's new and so much bigger. But the Gallagher Ive, where Oklahoma State plays one, Fog Allen Fieldhouse is two. Uh, three would be Hinkle Fieldhouse where Butler plays. All right, simple as that. Four would be the barn where 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 Minnesota plays. I love the barn. Um, I haven't been to Cameron Indoor. I'm sure it's right there in the list, but I have not actually been there. I've been. Now go ahead. You can close it. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. I've been to the Dean Dome. It's nice. Very, very nice. I do not think it's even one of the top 20 places. But what's amazing about the Dean Dome is all the jerseys and numbers and history and that it's powder blue and it's gigantic. And Roy Williams and Dean Smith both coach there. So I, I think that part is that part is special. But I don't think the arena. I love the unique architecture of some of those places. Palestra could make that list as well. What would be your top five list, uh, Dan Byer? Well, I haven't been to uh, uh, I haven't been to many um college basketball arenas that's why that's why i was curious about your list as i said the the going to north carolina last week as i did was unique but there's not that intimate feeling that you talk about that that a that an old field house setting would give you you know poly pavilion i unfortunately just went during maybe the not great ucla days and before the recent renovation no, there, but, not, it, it's it's still it's very nice since it's been redone but probably was on no, nobody's yeah. list you'd rather like in the west on the west coast the old mac court where oregon used to play was was awesome 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 place um i i i think it's called heck Ed, but i think it's bank of america now which is where washington place is great the new kennel where gonzaga place is great arizona is they've redone it it's really really nice and they got a great crowd uh, and then the pit in New Mexico. Did I not? I didn't have them on my list. Actually, the pit in New Mexico is number one. Let's change all these rankings. Okay. The pit in New Mexico is awesome. It it now it it, it has some uniqueness to the architecture, not historical and the arches like you get with with the barn or with uh, some of these other places built in the twenties and thirties. But it's built you know underground. It's in altitude. There's not a bad seat in the house since it's been redone, and they've shrunk some of the. I think it only seats fourteen now. But it's incredibly loud. It's a great place. So you walk in and it's the top floor of the arena, basically. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Thus the term, the pit. Yeah. That's the the pit. Um, and you know they've had obviously great games there. The 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 eighty three national championship game was there, um, as well as historic New Mexico games and other NCAA tournament games have been played there. That place is the other sneaky thing about that place is the old people that come to the game there. They're crazier than the students. There's not. It's not like the world's greatest student section, like you'll have at Gonzaga and at Duke, and they're not bad. But just be, they're the only show in town, and people are insane. That's why when they are not as good, the league does not appear to be as as good. That's a that's a great home court. I would say it's as good a home court advantage. What, what about, in terms of place to go ahead? What about Rupp? Is it because it's played big there? Or? Yeah, it's just it's just a big arena. Yeah, it's Rupp Arena is the Yankee, the old Yankee Stadium of college basketball, 
It's big. It's historic. They've had great teams and great coaches coach there. Great team of great players play there, but there's absolutely nothing special about it. Nothing. It's a, it's just a massive convention center building. It's not really on campus is not really special. I can't believe they haven't gotten those guys in the arena. Um, or read on the on-campus one, but Rupp's just okay. Very average. Like, I would put it middle of the pack, even in the SEC, if that. If Kentucky didn't play there, Rupp would not be anything special, whereas some of these other venues, the the venue is cool regardless of who plays there. So, All right, coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio, are the Lakers going to fire Luke Walton? And if they fire him, Who's going to replace him, right? Like everyone has this like fire everybody mentality, trade this guy, get rid of that guy. All right. Well, what's, what is in fact the plan B for the Lakers? And then we got to dig in on the Kyrie Irving stuff where I've heard people say he's having a midlife crisis. He says he doesn't like the attention. It's not why he plays basketball. He'd be the first basketball player ever to say he doesn't like the attention of being a basketball player. I don't, that one I don't see, especially first, first person who's an, Actor, director, producer, writer of TV shows, movies, and films, uh, films and and commercials, and he don't want attention. That just seems. I mean, I guess maybe he thinks of himself as an artist. Is Boston fixable? And um, and then what about New York? Are these guys really going to go and play in New York? But let's we'll dig in on some Lakers stuff, some Celtics stuff with Chris Haynes next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming today from high atop Oklahoma City. Going to check out a little Oklahoma, Kansas. Got the radio call tonight of that game. And we said earlier today, well, we, I said earlier today that, you know, the truth is Paul George looks pretty smart today. We'll get to that in a second. The Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Farmers at Farmers. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. When it's game time, have an experienced player help you stay ahead of the game. Put their experience into play at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Chris Haynes joins us from Yahoo Sports. Uh, not a lot to talk about, Chris, right? Um, it, it, it It's over. The Lakers season is, is I'm, I'm willing to call it, you're okay calling it, right? I mean, we're right with that? Yeah, I, I think that's safe, to, that's safe to go by that. Um, all right, in in the in the blame game, and no one is alone in uh, in deserving the blame. How do you break down whose fault it is? Oh man, I mean, there's a, there's a lot to go around from from Magic and you know Polinka, how they constructed the team. Uh, no shooters around LeBron James uh, to LeBron James, and and, and I'm gonna say LeBron, not from the not from the fact that of the AD situation, but I think in part AD, but I think, you know, he initially started the whole, this whole, I would say AD mess when he, you know, admitted that he wanted to play with Anthony Davis. And I think he was just being, you know, just asking a question honestly, but you know, when he, 
answers the way he did. And that just catapulted the whole thing. And that was, I think that was like a week or a few weeks before the AD trade uh, request. And that just spearheaded the whole thing. And then, you know, Luke Walton, man, he, he's been inconsistent with, you know, with his rotations, how he's been distributed minutes. That, you know, that rubbed players the wrong way. Uh, we, we saw a couple flare-ups in that regard. And then injuries, you know, it's about four different things that happened. So, you know, but if I'm going to pinpoint uh, the person who has the most blame, I have to put down the front office. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I, I agree with you on front office. I mean, like, look, from from not putting shooters around him um, to not really understanding what they had, like they had Brook Lopez. Why like they they deserve some blame? But I, I also think this season it changed when he got hurt, and um, you know he shows up to a game with a glass of wine. Like, come on, man, what are you doing? He's texting when he's on the bench, <laughs> right? Like he, he's texting when he's on the bench. He he's not around the team for a couple of weeks. Like. This this that's not like you can't do that. You can't. You have to be all in in order to get everybody else to be all in. Like you got to be all in. That falls on you. And if they see that you're not engaged, you're coming to the game with a with a goblet of wine in your hand. How do you think they're going to react? Well, no. I mean, covering covering LeBron all these years. I mean, you definitely. Uh, you, you can't say that he he always acts professional or always shows the proper body language you know, uh, when he's out there on display. Uh, so, no, he, he's definitely had his part to play, and, you know, I think what he does definitely rubs off on these guys, especially these guys who are young and still learning the game, learning how to be professional. So that that that, that wasn't good. But, you know, I, I do think, you know, for what you said initially, you know, injuries, and, you know, they were, you know, one of the top half uh, teams in the West before LeBron James went down, and they kind of just lost everything and lost their weight, and the Anthony Davis soap opera happened around that same time, and, and I, they just haven't been able to recover. And so, but I mean, look, I, I think at this point, LeBron's 34, he's not going to change. Uh, I think we all know that, you know, what he can do when he has the proper team around him. Uh, so he's not going to change in that regard. I, I just think it, it's up to management to try to make sure they put adequate talent around him to put him in the best possible chance, uh, opportunity to succeed. Because, you know, the body language and things that, you know, him walking off the floor early. I, I, Doug, I miss him texting on the bench. I, I miss that. You guys send me that clip. Uh, but, you know, all, all those things, that, 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 definitely can't, that definitely can't happen when you're a young team trying to grow and trying to learn how to play this game. Yeah, like, look, I'm not holding him to the, to the standards of beating, you know, the Bucks, the Nuggets, the Thunder, the Celtics, the Rockets. I'm, I mean, like, you lose to Atlanta, you lose to – Phoenix, you lose, and I, I know you get their best shot because you're LeBron, and you're the Lakers. But all right, here, here's my question: How difficult is it going to be to get somebody other than Anthony Davis to come and play there? Because there, there does seem to be something where they're not getting guys. But even before this collapse, they couldn't get guys in the buyout market. Um, you know, Kawhi has has apparently said thanks, no thanks. There's the thought that KD is he's come out and said like, you know, I'm not into that. You look at how Kyrie is handling all this attention. He's probably not into that, whether he is or isn't. Uh, how difficult is it going to be to fill out the rest of the roster with adequate pros? I think it's going to be difficult, and not from the simple fact that LeBron, you know, it's because of LeBron James. I just think it's going to be difficult because there's a, the marquee free agents you're talking about. We a lot of the times we already got them penciled in, you know, as their next destination, like Kyrie. You know, for the most part, I think it's, you know, between 
Boston and New York. KD, I think if he stays in Golden State or he goes to New York. Kawhi, I think he stays in Toronto or goes to the Clippers. Jimmy Butler, I, I think, you know, Philly, Brooklyn, the Clippers in the mix. And not to say that I don't think the Lakers are going to be in the mix for those guys, but I, I just think those other teams are, you know, are in the league. But if, if all those free agents that I mentioned, uh, if there is a chance to get one of those that I've mentioned, I think they got a better chance of getting Kyrie. But uh, but like I said, those other teams that I mentioned before are ahead. And the only reason I say that because I just think that Kyrie realized that it takes a lot more than what he thought to be a leader. Uh, you know, him and LeBron have kind of made amends since their days in Cleveland. And so I think that's an outside shot. But, you know, a lot of these, like I said, a lot of these free agents, man, we kind of have them penciled in on what we think they may be leaning towards. Here's the quote from Kyrie. I didn't really come into this game to have cameras in my face, be famous, be a celebrity. I wanted those things when I was younger, but now I just want to play basketball at a, at a very high level. Uh, d- does that mean that, I mean, like, you don't want that. Why would you want New York? Why would you want L.A.? I, I, think, I think what he meant is that he wants all the cameras and lights and action when everything is going good. Uh, I don't think he wants all of that when things are going bad. And that's that's the situation. I mean, for God's sakes, he, he, he made a movie, Uncle Drew. You know, he, he definitely wants the cameras and actions in his face. Uh, but, you know, he, he's going to, you know, you think about Kyrie and you think about Kevin Durant and, you know, the way they handle media at times. You know, it, it's not conducive uh, for them. It's not conducive for their teams. It's not conducive for the organization. And, um, you know, if, if, if they did go to, to New York and struggle, you know, it, it would be it would be magnified times two, times five, times ten. You name it. Uh, so you know they they got to get a hold of that and understand what they're dealing with. And it, it's not much to ask, uh, just from the immediate obligation. You know, the reason why you're in the position you are, primarily because you know you're a great basketball player. But you know the fame and the shine, uh, the attention that you get, the media has a big part to play in that. So you got to understand it's, it's a working relationship. Well, um, you, I know you heard Adam Silver's remarks where he's like, look, he doesn't, he doesn't think, uh, those guys that, that so many of these guys are happy. He's like, they're legitimately unhappy. He think, take a listen. This is Adam Silver with Bill Simmons going back to last week. You know, in terms of what's going on in the league, you do have unhappy people and, and, and it kills me. And I think it's one of the reasons why, I mean, it's not just unique to these players. I think it's more a function of their generation. You're seeing, I think there are some real studies. I think it's hard to be famous now, too. Yeah, just showing these ties to to direct connection to social media, to the isolation that comes with and and, and the bullying that comes with social media and and every aspect that's part of it. The notion that you don't care what people are saying about you. And on top of that, their so-called friends are all over them saying, look what he said. Um, how, How accurate do you think that is? I think it has some some part to play in it, but you know I, I think you can, you know that ties in with just our generation of today. You know anybody who has a large social media following, um, I think that would you know for journalists, you know we receive flack. Uh, a lot of times we write things that fans don't agree with, and you know and they attack. So I I think uh, I think that's just a generation that we're in today, and I, I think it does have its credence. I don't know necessarily if that's the main reason or or the primary reason why athletes are unhappy. Well, I don't even know if that even is even accurate just to say athletes are unhappy in general because of social media. But, you know, I, I think there's some, there's some validation 
to that. I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go overboard and just say that's the primary reason why Anthony Davis is requesting a trade. You know, Anthony Davis is requesting a trade because he's been in New Orleans almost close to a decade and they haven't put a quality team around him. That's that's the reason. But, you know, he, he like I say, he, he, made, he made some valid points. I'm just not sure to what degree. Um, okay, but you would admit that, that it, it's weird that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving just they they don't seem to be having that much fun, right? Like, and I get some of this is brought on themselves because they don't they're non-committal about their the rest of their lives, and some of it's on us and how we handle it. Um, but like, there, there's there, there's just there's a way in which if you're a happy dude, somebody asks you about it, like, look, man, I'm having fun, I'm playing basketball. Like, we talk about this stuff in the summer. Or he could have just Kyrie could just said like, I said I'm staying with the Celtics. Like, why has that changed? You just you don't have mm-hmm. to get so confrontational and defensive when you get defensive all of these reporters they 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 think there's something there so they go in for more right yeah i mean look there, there's a there's a way of handling um having a success there's a way of having a failure and the, the thing about it everybody wants to be a leader everybody wants to to be the head honcho on the team but you know there's going to be a time when your team hits a lull or your personal game hits a lull and you gonna have to you gonna have to stand up and handle and take in that criticism. And some players can't handle it. You can't have it. You can't have it one way. You can't just receive the praise. You gotta handle the criticism. And this is just part of it, you know. And, and as of right now, he's not handling it. He's not handling it well. Kevin Durant hasn't handled it well at times. Uh, but that's not to say they won't overcome it. You know, this is an obstacle that they they have to deal with. So. No, it's it's on them, man. I don't I don't blame. You know, I'm not just saying that because I'm a part of the media, man. Like they they gotta understand how to, you know how to handle this. They gotta learn how to adjust because it's, it's putting a negative vibe within the locker room too. I, I would say the way he's handling things is is more effective, ineffective in the locker room more than us. Cause they're saying I, I think he made a comment that the media can do things to kind of mess up the locker room attention. Well, we're not in the locker room. We're not talking with these guys. On a, on a personal level, you know, within the locker room. That's on those guys. And so it's not us. You know, you, you got to take some blame. And that's just part of becoming a leader and get better at it. Uh, who's on the Posted Up podcast this week? Uh, this week is just going to be the Yahoo crew, uh, uh, Vincent Goodwill and Sirat Singh. And, you know, we're going to talk about the upcoming – uh, the upcoming events of the NBA, obviously the Lakers, Celtics, how they're reeling. You know, we're just going to talk shop, NBA talk. I'll have a NBA guest uh, the following week. Uh, still trying to nail that down, but that that's the plan as of right now. All right, that's the Posted Up podcast. It's a really good one. Check it out. Chris Haynes has it. He writes for Yahoo Sports. He does an outstanding job. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Doug. Take care, man. Pleasure's mine. Doug Gottlieb show rolls on Fox Sports Radio. The NFL Combine is over. Draft is now less than two months away. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to do with Josh Rosen and the number one pick. I'm going uh, freezing cold takes next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. 
Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. 
drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. This from Matt Miller. Did Kyler Murray interview poorly at the com- Combine? A few teams have said yes, but the only thing that matters, the Cardinals already love him. So, James Palmer, the NFL Network. Charlie Casserly said on the NFL Network, he's spoken to a team that today confirmed the Cardinals are shopping Josh Rosen. This is gold. Charlie Casserly is cooking on the NFL Network. Said the co- comments he heard by Kyler Murray were that he's the worst they've ever heard at the Combine on a highly rated quarterback. He's been doing this for a while. Leadership, not good. Study habits, not good. Board work, below not good. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, amazing. I told you guys. Okay, let me let, me let you in on a, on a couple of things here. People want him to be either Russell Wilson or... Uh, Russell Wilson or Baker Mayfield. That's who they want Kyler Murray to be. And now, look, he has the athletic skill set of Mike Bick meets meets Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie's size, Mike Bick's speed. You know, Doug Flutie's arm. Good arm, Not let's not act like great arm. What happens when you play baseball? People are like, well, he plays baseball. There's lots of positions in baseball. You know, like he is a quarterback. I'm going to guess all of the quarterbacks could play baseball. Like you can't play, you can't play quarterback unless you have a reasonable arm. Now you have to have an unbelievable arm to have an unbelievable arm in football. Well, he plays baseball, so he's got to have a good arm. I'm like, okay. Well, I look at the yards he put up in college. He's got to have a great arm. Case Keenum holds every record. He does not have a good arm and he's the same size. But here's the thing. What people miss about Baker Mayfield is they look at the size and they're like, they look at the offense like, same guy. Baker Mayfield completely takes over every room he's ever been in. Every room. And so does Russell Wilson. And they're both absolute savants at the whiteboard. They completely understand football and the nuances of football. And no one's ever said that about Kyler Murray. They haven't said he's like Cam Newton. What's the play you ran in college? We call it six. Like, like, right? Like, he's more prepared than that. But no one's ever gone like, man, Kyler Murray, football savant. But it doesn't matter if, kind of like baseball, all it takes is one and they have the number one overall pick. Because enough people have been reached out to where you're like, oh, this is happening. They're trying to gauge the interest of jo- uh, on Josh Rosen. And who's the team that is most in most desperate need to not just have a quarterback, but to have a quarterback under rookie contract, under club control? Music, you know the answer to this, so I'm not going to have you give it away. Dan Beyer, do you have a second to join us? I'd, I'd love to know if you could... What team is the most quarterback needy in the NFL? Washington Redskins. Correct. Correct. 
And if you know how the Redskins deal works, they are completely screwed. Like pe- people act like NFL teams are just greedy. Why don't they give guaranteed contracts? See, a guy gets hurt. A guy gets hurt and NFL teams get to keep all their money. Like, yeah, that's not actually how it works. It's not actually even close to how it works. You see, um, Alex Smith had no major signing bonus uh, proration. That accelerates in the salary cap. So you have all that money in this year and in next year will count against the cap. There's relief, but it doesn't come until 2021 and 2022. The first three years of his contract are guaranteed because of injury. In other words, translation, Alex Smith, who I've been told will never play football again. Even if he retires, that number does not come off the books because it's a guaranteed contract with injury. And so the only way that they can have somebody that has top end talent is to either draft one or trade that first round pick for one. And Josh Rosen shouldn't be worth the first round pick. Like I know there's teams that would definitely do a third, probably do a second. Maybe, and, and you'll get the, maybe the Patriots will want to use their first round pick and get their heir apparent quarterback. Everyone knows who Josh Rosen is, right? He's like one of those guys just hard to love. You like his talent. You like how smart he is. You like what you think he could become, but it's just hard to love. But somebody's going to, to, to trade for him, and it's most likely the Washington Redskins. So early quick prediction is Kyler Murray goes one, number one overall in spite of the fact he doesn't have a great work ethic, is not a great leader, is not a great verbal guy, not great at the whiteboard. And the Arizona Cardinals go all in on let's do something different. Everybody zigs, let's zag. And they trade to the Washington Redskins and that's where Josh Rosen goes. Because anyone else is trading for a potential, like, well, the Giants should trade for him. Should they? Yes. But that'd be, he'd be a backup with the Giants for a period of time before he took over as a starter. In New England, he'd be a backup there. As opposed, as opposed to what could happen in Washington where he could be a starting quarterback. And they desperately need him. Desperately need him. Yes, Ryan Music. There were some reports a few weeks ago when Kyler Murray officially declared he was choosing football, going to enter the NFL draft, giving up baseball. Some people started speculating, hey, you know, he's in a very unique circumstance where he could actually choose where he gets drafted by saying, hey, you know, if you draft me, I'm just going to play baseball, right? Trying to like force people to not draft him so he can control where he goes. Any chance that some of the stuff that we're hearing after the combine is reflective of that? That maybe he, you know, might have tanked some of these interviews knowing that he wants to just go number one overall to the Cardinals? I just, maybe that's a, maybe that's the philosophy. Like I had heard that, like, look, he's a really confident kid. Um, but he's just, he's just nowhere near what Baker was at the board. And, I'm not sure any prospect is going to be what Baker was at the board. And he's probably behind even what Sam Darnold was and Josh Rosen was at the board, but he's a confident kid. I think he knows the offense. I just don't understand the idea of tanking guys that are drafting behind the number one overall pick. Remember, he was only a starter for one year in college. There has never been a riskier proposition than what Arizona is going to do. 
They hired a coach who was fired from his alma mater, then hired as an offensive coordinator, they hired as their head coach to go after a quarterback who's five foot ten standing on his tiptoes, right? 200 pounds at most, who's been a one-year starter in college. Uh, this is what Charlie Casterly heard about Kyler Murray's combine performance. He better hope Kingsbury takes him number one because this was not good. Uh, these were the worst comments I've ever heard for a high-rated quarterback, and I've been doing this a long time. Leadership, not good. Study habits, not good. Board work, below, not good. Not good in any of these areas. Raising major concerns that this guy, what this guy is going to do. Now, people will say we're going to compare him to Patrick Mahomes. We're going to run an offense like Mahomes. We're going to run an offense like Baker Mayfield. But those guys were much different. Those guys never questioned them about their ability at the board. You never questioned their leadership ability and their work habits. That's actually not true. Patrick Mahomes had major – look, the, the Chicago Bears took Mitch Trubisky because they were, uh, they were concerned about Pat Mahomes' work habits. And they, weren't con- they knew the ceiling was probably higher, but they felt like the floor was lower. Charlie Castley goes on, this guy is not outstanding in those areas, and it showed up in the interview. You know, look, uh, Rosen is more Jay Cutler, so I don't think that's, that, that's the Rosen thing, right? I would say this problem is just, it's different. The short-term starter where you're not completely developed who that can be a risky proposition. Risky, risky proposition. Let's get to Dan Byer and find out what else is going on in the world of sports. Dan, what do you got? Doug, staying in the NFL today was the deadline for teams to use the franchise tag. The Patriots didn't do it, and neither did the New York Giants. So Landon Collins will become a free agent. Six players in all receiving the franchise tag. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and left tackle Donovan Smith have agreed to a three-year deal worth just over $41 million, according to ESPN. Colts gave defensive end Marcus Hunt a two-year extension. While the Rams aren't picking up the option on contract, or picking up the option on the contract of center John Sullivan. This, according to the NFL Network, he is headed for free agency. Well, the NFL Network says the Chiefs are talking about giving wide receiver Tyreek Hill a record-setting deal. In college football, starting in the 2020 season, many changes are coming to the bowl schedule, including the Pac-12 facing either a Big Ten or SEC team in the Las Vegas Bowl. This, according to the Stadium Sports, that game will be held in the stadium that's currently being built for the Raiders. No Zion Williamson tonight for Duke. He's out against Wake Forest because of his knee sprain. Clay Thompson's not going to play for the Warriors against the Celtics. He's out with his knee issue. The Lakers forward Kyle Kuzma doubtful tomorrow against Denver after spraining his ankle last night against the Clippers. Angels pitcher Matt Harvey expected to return to action tomorrow, making his spring training debut, coming back from a glute injury. While the Yankees are shutting down Luis Severino for a couple of weeks as the pitcher has rotator cuff inflammation. Finally, new Phillies outfielder Bryce Harper spoke with WIP in Philadelphia about the Phillies' future. We're the Philadelphia Phillies, and we want whoever wants to come to Philly. If you don't want to come to Philly, then don't come. You know, don't be part of it. But if you want to come and be part of a winning team and a winning culture, then you know we're going to need the best players to do that. If you don't think I'm not going to call Mike Trout in 2020 to have him come to Philly, you're crazy. Uh-oh, look out. Tampering gates coming to Philadelphia. We'll be back to the Doug Gottlieb Show in 10 seconds, but first, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. 
Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I saw this earlier. Howard Beck of Bleach Report was uh, was originally written back in 2017 when Kyrie was first traded to the Celtics. Is Kyrie Irving a franchise star? Quote, I have my doubts, says longtime scout. It's a view echoed by numerous coaches and executives around the league. I think it's fairly clear he's not, said one team's analytics director. The league as a whole agrees he's not. This is going to be fascinating. I think he is. I think Kyrie Irving is absolutely a star. I think he's dealing with, uh, with, with being a leader and being a star for the first time and expectations that, that are really, really hard to match. But all that can be eliminated if you just have a postseason run, if you just kind of figure some things out. Right? And that's the great thing about where they are. Sure, tonight you got the the Warriors, although the Warriors don't have Clay Thompson, so it is a chance to to figure some things out. But then you look forward toward their future. They got Sacramento, then they got L- they got the two LA squads. That's this upcoming weekend. Then you return home, Sacramento, Atlanta, Denver. You got another game with Philly. You got some Cleveland upcoming. You got plenty of time to get it right and get focused for the NBA playoffs. You know, Gordon Hayward hadn't played well since the, hasn't played outstanding since the all-star break. They're just still figuring things out. So I I think that, that Kyrie uses that motivation. That motivation is great. But this whole, I didn't play in the NBA for attention stuff. Man, does he keep tripping over himself in terms of what you'd think he'd want to say or how you think he'd want to view, be viewed. Take a listen to what Kyrie Irving said about all the attention he gets. I didn't really come into this game to, to be cameras in my face, you know, be famous, be a celebrity, wherever embodies that. So it's, it's a little hard for me. You know, um, I wanted those things when I was younger, but now at this point in my career, I just want to play basketball at a very, very high level. Mm. Okay. I just want to play basketball at a very, very high level. I, I, the NBA has, has changed. It's funny because some of these NBA guys, they want to be, they want to have social media. They want to be social media darlings. They want to have stuff outside of basketball, be more than a basketball player. And that builds up the rep and that builds up the attention that builds up the, the little paparazzo, whatever. I'm I'm sure that we're to blame for it, but we're reacting to the popularity of the league and the fact that college basketball, frankly, at this time of year is not as popular. I love it. I'm going to call in the OU Kansas game on radio, but I, I understand that the world has spoken and they're into these NBA stars and into the NBA stars lives. And even if he doesn't date a Kardashian, although I believe that he and Kyrie, I mean, he and uh, Clay Thompson both dated the same girl. I think Clay after Kyrie. That's about right. But she wasn't a Kardashian, so very few people knew about it. I don't feel like the crush on Kyrie is that great. But it is interesting. Some dudes are just not wired for that. I was in the Boise Airport. Now, is it Boise? Uh, yes, I think it was the Boise airport 
a week ago Saturday. And we got done calling a game, and uh, a buddy of mine who works for the NFL Network, Ari Wolf, was with me. And at the security line, at check-in at the security line, going through security, after security, and at a little bar where we were uh, having a beer before we got on the plane, I was stopped five times. Hey, what do you think of, uh, there's a lot of Gonzaga fans um, in Boise. Hey, what do you think of LeBron? Hey, what do you like? Just a lot of sports questions. And Ari does TV for the NFL Network, but for whatever reason, he doesn't have a national radio show. No one asked him questions. My show is on in Boise. Our show is on in Boise. Great affiliate there. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. So he came up afterwards and he said like, man, how do you do that? And I was like, what? It's like, well, how do you just answer? It's like a Saturday. You just got done calling a game. You know, you traveled in the day of. You're flying out the night of. Like, you got to be tired. You're trying to get home to see your kids. Like, how do you how do you deal with people asking questions? Like, well, isn't it worse if they don't know who you are? You know? It's like, well, what about people just leave you alone? I was like, we're talking about sports. We're not talking about, like, what are your feelings about the upcoming presidential election and how we should adjust the tax code, right? These aren't hard questions. They're, they're questions that don't really have wrong answers. But maybe it's just that some people are not wired for that, and that's what Kyrie is not wired for. And maybe it's something he thought he wanted, but he didn't want. Maybe that this is like a Jason Witten thing. That's like the narrative of the of the last week. Like I'm sure Jason Witten probably thought Romo loves being in the booth. It's super easy for him. Man, if I can I can do Monday Night Football, awesome. Then you start doing Monday Night Football, you're like, this is not that much fun. I don't like people killing me for the words that I use and the way in which I say things. And I don't like taking direction from people that I've never met before. I have no equity with. Pass. I'll go back to playing football. Right. That that's sometimes you. You can't always get what you want. You get what you need. That's that's stones, isn't that? Rolling stones. Ramos, I, 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 I appreciate that, Ramos. You're welcome. You like the Stones, Ramos? I do. Yes. Where do they rank in your favorite bands of all time? Uh well, Beatles are number one. So Stones would be like I don't know fifth, right around there, somewhere in the Beatles top ten. Are number Beatles are number one. Yeah, they're my number one band. Yeah. Okay. Um, number two and number three, real quick. I like Tom Petty. Okay. I up there and also, uh, well, now we're starting to, I have to actually think hard, but those would be the first two. Petty I don't want and thinking. Beatles. I, I, I do not, do not want well, thinking I don't want because when you say something really fast off the top of your head, sometimes you forget the obvious ones. I don't want to do that because I don't have to go back and tell you, Doug, I meant to say this and I don't want to do that. So. Ryan Music, your favorite band is what? Probably Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. I did not see that one coming. There from you me. go. That's a good one. Good job, Ryan. I did, I did not see that one coming from you. Uh, what about you, Dan Byer? If you had one one band, favorite band of band. all time. Band. Okay. So yeah. a musical Pearl artist Jam? not included. It has to be like a group, and no, ensemble. No, no. You can go. Whatever. Whatever. My favorite mu- musical artist is George Michael. So George yeah. Michael. Yes. Another one. Didn't, first of all, you guys are all picking dead people. <laughs> Led- <laughs> That's true. Like Tom Betty, dead. George Michael dead. I think that uh, just says more about today's music than anything. Huh. Okay. Okay. How about I'm, you, Doug? Yeah, I was gonna say like, what are you gonna say? Like two chains or something? Or like? No, no. Um, Little boy I'm not Slim. As into, 
I'm not as into Pearl Jam as some people are, uh, but I mean, I would still, I love Pearl Jam, but I, I can't, after 10, like my interest kind of waned. I, I could still throw on 10 as an album, listen to it cover to cover and be completely fine with it. But I wouldn't say they're my favorite. I mean, like, look, I have a couple of really close friends and like Darius Rucker's a good friend. I would rather see him just because also he's the nicest, coolest dude ever. And you can go back and have a beer with him and talk hoop with him and football with him and 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 he'll ask you for betting advice like so but i know that doesn't that you know his music and even the hootie stuff is not as big for everybody else um my favorite the the number one i would love to see timberlake in concert i like guys that are performers you know bruno mars is a performer i would say i like performers as well as musicians uh if i did band favorite band i asked a question to which i don't know my own answer with i'll have to come up with it I mean, I don't think I would go with Pearl Jam. Oh, you guys, none of your, again, these are, these are questions that don't, there, there's no, you, none of you gave bad answers. Thank you. By or your answer was probably the worst. Let's just, no, I'm kidding, I'm no, kidding, I'm come mess, on. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Careless Whisper or Faith, which was Fire, your, which, it's which funny because I think Faith, I, I don't like Faith at all. Like, I, I think ah, that song freedom. is. Freedom. What about Freedom? Freedom's freedom a good song. Saying? Freedom's really freedom's good. good. Careless Whisper is a really, really good song. So, yeah. I'm not a big Faith mm-hmm. fan. It's too poppy. Is I like da- his soul stuff better. You like his soul stuff. Yeah. He's He was an incredibly talented guy. Is Dak Prescott going to be the next $30 million quarterback in the NFL? Find out next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want, so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Mm, 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 mm. Every day at this time, we'd like to play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports 1 or Fox Sports Radio, we call it. And now. <laughs> what does the Fox say? Here's Colin Cowherd talking about Jerry Jones and the Cowboys negotiating Dak Prescott's new contract. Uh, it says here that the Cowboys are comfortable paying Dak in the 27 to $30 million range. And it's going to be very difficult to convince Dak Prescott's agent that he should get a take a pay cut because the kid hasn't made anything for three years and he's won the division two times. The way contracts work is you're either getting paid for what you've done, Joe Flacco, Albert Pujols, Kobe Bryant at the end, Derek Jeter last five years. You're getting paid for what you've done or you're going to get paid for what we think you can do. Matt Stafford, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, you know, Kirk Cousins. Dak's a little of both. Dak will get paid for what he's done, two division titles in three years, and he'll also get paid for what they think he can do, which is in a division with the very well-run Eagles, continue to win it every couple years. So Dak's going to get his money. It's funny. As an owner, I would have no problem paying Dak. Mm. Uh, I would. I mean, like, listen, Jerry apparently was asked if it was between 27 and $30 million, if that was the range. And he said something, something like that. My issue is like, I just don't think just because everybody else has overpaid their quarterbacks doesn't mean we should too. Just because you got him at a bargain rate doesn't mean you have to overpay him for the future. I mean, 
Pay him at about the, the rate commensurate with his talents. And if you can find a way to sneak in a couple of extra dollars while saving yourself some cap room, that that's great. But but look, Dak's a he's fine. He's fine. I'm not gonna sit here and kill Dak Prescott. He's a good enough leader, a good enough runner, he's got a good enough arm. He's good enough. He's fine. He's not great. And in order to be great, he's gotta have a lot of dudes around him to help pick up for what he doesn't do well. And the more you lock into him with more money, the more you're locking into not just Dak Prescott, but the inability to surround him with the best players. I just, I don't, what does the fuck say? Th- this reminds me of, of when Darrell Revis was negotiating with the New York Jets the first time around. And the Jets had said, like, we think he's the best cornerback in the league. So he's like, all right, I want to be paid like the best cornerback in the league. Then at the time, Namdi Asamoah was making like $4 million more than any other quarterback in the league. And my argument would have been if I was with the Jets at the time, like, look, we're not going to match what the Jets do. I mean, what the, excuse me, what the Raiders do for Namnuas. The, the Raiders are a mess. Who cares what the Raiders do? Let's do it smart for us. Um, and once we do that, then we'll be great. But that that's not how they've operated. And the Jets end up paying Darrell Revis, and that relationship went bad. And he goes to t- he goes to goes to Tampa. He held out, remember? Then they paid him. He holds out. He goes to Tampa, signs a huge contract, way too much money, nineteen million a year. the The Patriots took him for a one year deal, and he goes back to the Jets where he's over the hill. Like I, you have the cards when you're the Cowboys, and he may want one thing, but that doesn't really matter. What's most important is. You get him on a good contract. A good contract. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Man, do we have a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, Karan Higdon's going to join us. He's former running back at Michigan, getting ready for the NFL draft. We're going to ask him um, about his most interesting or maybe weirdest interaction with Jim Harbaugh. Right? We got to ask him that, don't we? We'll continue to react to the Lakers season being effectively over and how we've gotten to this place where everyone's asking if LeBron should shut it down. Um, If you haven't heard, there is news on Zion Williamson, top of the hour. Uh, You'll find out if he's playing, if he's not playing. And I'll tell you if I, I'll tell you what my thoughts are on that as well. And then we have the, the Warriors granted without Clay Thompson taking on the Celtics and there are major questions about the Celtics chemistry. Some even posed by, by their own players. Jalen Brown said it's toxic. But he also said if you read deeper, that toxicity had to do with winning and losing when he can cure all ills. All, right, all that's upcoming next. Plus why uh, the Warriors have one signing that may fix all of their problems. That's next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by Farmers at Farmers. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. When it's game time, have an experienced player help you stay ahead of the game. Put their experience into play at Farmers.com. We are farmers. Karan Higdon's going to join us in moments. We'll talk uh, some NFL draft, NFL combine news, etc., etc., etc. I do want to work in some discussion about the LA Lakers and their season. 
which we would all kind of collectively say is over, right? We're okay with that. Everybody okay saying that their season is over? Because I, I am. Um, but I don't know if everybody is. I don't know if everybody feels the exact same way that I feel, which is their season is over. All right? It just is. And who you lay uh, blame at the feet of? Look, I, I told you guys yesterday that uh, I lay some blame at the feet, a good amount of blame at the feet of LeBron James. And it's it's not just the defense. It's not just the leadership now. It's when things are going poorly, the messaging, or when he wasn't playing, the messaging is all wrong. There's been a lot of discussions about um, Adam Silver's comments last week where he said, you know, our guys, you know, it's the age of anxiety and, you know, between their phones and the attention and everything. Like, look, I, I think, is there anxiety? Yeah, I think there's anxiousness. I also think it's where 24-7 doesn't even begin to copy, doesn't even begin to to really get to just how incredibly uh, on top of the news cycle sports is it's more than 24 seven. I know that's it's not physically possible to be more than 24 seven, but nobody misses anything. And guys are in fact perceptive. Yes. Millennials can have anxiousness. They, there can be other issues. They, anyone who hires a millennial at their job knows like six weeks in, they already want to raise like this doesn't work that way. They're much easier. They're much more uh, movable and pliable. They'll pick up their stuff and move to a different company, different state in a heartbeat. Like there's a lot of things about the new generation, which are good and bad. One of the good things and one of the bad, they are really perceptive. They are paying attention to your every single move. And so when LeBron James decides to not be super invested in the process of rebuilding the Lakers. Well, then what do you think the, the, the young Lakers, how they're going to react? How do you think they're going to react? They saw him showing up with a goblet of wine. They saw him not showing up at practice. They saw him not rushing himself back and doing videos that they were not asked to, you know, and, and doing shows they were not asked to participate in. These guys aren't dopes. They may be young, but they're not stupid. You're not all in on us. We're not all in on you. So I, I think that oftentimes we're critical of young people in many ways, sometimes the wrong ways. Yeah, those guys might not be tough enough and those guys might not be good enough, but they also might not be tough enough and good enough because, you know, they're not bought into you just like you're not bought into them. Uh, Michigan, by my estimation, had a great season. Now, by some people's estimation, they didn't. They lost Notre Dame, lost to Ohio State, lost in the bowl game, although they didn't have all their starters because some guys were getting ready for, uh, for the draft. One such player who... Uh, is getting ready for the draft. Joins us now, Karan Higdon, star running back for uh, for Michigan. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Karan, it's your first year getting over a thousand yards. Year before, yes, you almost sir. had a thousand. Uh, how would you characterize your senior senior season in Ann Arbor? I think it was a great season. I think uh, finishing away, um, 
better than I did last year and being able to reach that, you know, 1,000-yard mark um, and just continue to lead the team and build that bond with the guys, I, I think it was great. You you and several other starters decided to sit out the bowl game. What did Coach Harbaugh say when you guys discussed that? Yeah, um, it was definitely a difficult conversation. Um, he He wasn't happy about it, but eventually came around to the aspect of just respecting it and and understanding and supporting us. All right, so you get you got ready for the combine. How'd you think it? How'd you think it went? I think it went well. I think it went really well. A lot of people were surprised with you know my measurements, me weighing in, um, how fast I ran, um, and just the way I jumped and everything across the board. They were really impressed. All right, four four nine is the bench. That's what we got. Is that the time you have? Um, teams told me they got four four seven. Um, so anywhere from that four four seven, four four nine, instead of four four, I'm happy with it. <laughs> okay, so th- this this is my most student because because I've I've like I was a basketball guy, but we did do some I did some sprints as well. What was the part that you needed to improve most on? Was it your start? Was it your stride? You know, was it was it your hands? Like, what did you have to improve on to improve your time? I think that uh, your start is everything. Um, so I spent a lot of time um, when I was training, working on my starts, and just coming out um, for the forty and. That's the biggest piece of it all. If your start's horrible, then that could honestly be the difference between running a 4-4 and a, probably a high 4-5, 4-6. 225, 21 times, is that the most you can actually do? No, it's not the most. Um, it, it's some long days. You start cramping up and stuff. Um, but it, it was a great number, so I was happy with it. 34-inch um, vertical leap, that, is that about right for you, or is that lower than, you, than your own expectations? That was lower than my own expectations. What kind of shoes were you wearing to do the vert? Um, I did some Nikes. I wore some Nikes they have provided us. Oh man! Any, any? I mean, like, aren't you guys Jordan? Aren't you? Aren't you guys Jordan brand in Michigan? You didn't wear some Jordans. You should have. I guess the the old Jordans though are too heavy, right? The new yeah. Jordans. They they are the Jordans are heavy. Um, they got some lighter ones though. But during the combine, you can only wear the big three: Adidas, Under Armour, and uh, Nike. So. I had no choice. <laughs> Karan Higdon joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, if somebody said, like, what do you remember most about the interviews, what would it be? Um, I think just the way they're repetitive. You get a lot of the same questions over and over and over again. Um, and a lot of times teams just want to see how consistent you're going to be with your story or with your, your, your life or whatever the case may be. Um, I, I'm a pretty clean guy, so I didn't have any – uh, out-of-pocket question. <laughs> did you, uh, did they ask you about the bowl game? No, they did not. Um, when I was at the senior bowl, I got questioned about the bowl game by one team. Um, most of them, you know, were understandable and just like, you know, I, I would have done the same thing. The If somebody says, tell me a crazy Jim Harbaugh story, what would it be? Oh, uh, man. There's numerous ones. There's numerous uh, stories. I think the craziest one I heard is when he slept over at uh, Quinn Nordine's house and was climbing in trees and stuff. I was just like, that is insane. (laughs) I know, but that one didn't happen to you. You can't repeat a story that you heard and and that you know, like a story you personally were involved in. Um, No. I, I mean, what you see is what you get. What you guys see on TV, that's Coach Harbaugh. So anything he does is Usually, you know, outrageous. Um, there isn't one that comes strictly to my mind, though, about something that just sticks out. 
there are all there are people that say, listen, we know Jim Harbaugh, that offense might have worked with the Niners in the NFL, and it right. might have worked with with the, with Stanford. But now in college football, you got to spread it out. You got to run some 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 spread offensive stuff. What would your response be when people say your offense is too antiquated and that's why you couldn't beat an Ohio State? I think uh, Coach Harbaugh is a great coach. I think his philosophy has worked numerous times, and uh, he's obviously had previous success at other places. He's done a great job at Michigan and has had some success there. Um, and I think that you know he has a plan. Um, I think that. Honestly, you just got to trust um, the vision he has and what he sees. And when he feels the need to adjust, I think he'll make that happen. And I think he proved that this year by bringing in the new OC. Karan Higdon joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Ran for over 1,000 yards this year. Was a Doak Walker semifinalist, part of Michigan's outstanding season in the Big Ten. Just got done doing the NFL Draft Combine in, in Indianapolis. Uh, who was... Who's the guy who everybody walked away going like, that dude was the freakiest athlete I've ever seen? From the combine? Yep. I think a lot of people were impressed with uh, Sweat from Mississippi State. I mean, he, he ran that blazing 40, and that that's insane. <laughs> he posted a faster time than I did. So that that's really impressive, I think. Yeah, Mon- uh, Montez Sweat, right? He, he had a 4-4-1, and he's 6-6-245? Exactly. That is moving. That is yeah, really no, that. Cool. That is for a man that size. Yeah, because you're what five nine and a half, five ten. Yeah, five nine, two oh six, and he's bigger than me, running fast, blazing fast. Okay, so you're five. How how tall did you actually measure at uh, at the combine? Five nine. Okay, so uh, Kyler Murray is an inch taller than you, same weight, and he might be the number one overall pick. How crazy is it that somebody your size, I'm sure somebody along the way was like, yo, dude, you, you can't play quarterback. You're too little. <laughs> How crazy would it be that a guy your size could be the number one overall pick? That, that's crazy to think about, you know, but with the way the game's going, um, the football game is going, you probably will see that a lot more, especially with Kyler Murray. If he does become the, the number one overall pick, I think you'll see more uh, guys like him come out. What was the one thing people have the most question about you for the NFL? Um, I think question my feet. For some, I, I think a lot of teams thought I was more of a 4'6 guy. Why? I, I have no idea. <laughs> so I think <laughs> proving that I can run in the 4'4s four was everything. And that was honestly like the make it or break it. So are you going to do another 40 at the pro day? Are you going to try and improve on it? Get, get into that 4'3s? Are you good? No, nah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Never to run a forty again, Karan. Karan, thanks so much. <laughs> thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. No, no problem. Thank you, guys. All right, that's Karan Higdon joining us. What a great season he had at Michigan. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Love it. Drop the mic. Like four four nine. They got me a four four seven. I'm good. I'm good. NBA champion Corey Brewer joins the show upcoming next. Just signed with the Sacramento Kings. What does he think about one of his former teams, the Lakers, and their collapse? And what is it about these Kings that makes him think, hey, I'm going to hop onto a winner here at the end of the season? Uh, we'll ask him. That's, uh, that's upcoming next here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gabriel. 
Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Harold G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And I had a friend in the NBA call me today and said, you know, one of the unspoken things about about the league and the league's reaction to LeBron is um, is the idea that, hey, um, if if people were all in on LeBron and the Lakers. Some of these guys who were on the buyout market, the Ennis Cantors of the world, the Corey Brewers of the world, even Carmelo Anthony, of course, would have signed there. Andrew Bogut, who just got done playing in Australia. He played for the Lakers for a short period of time as well. Coming back to the Warriors. They haven't been able to get anybody. Now, now it's, it's too late. You know, now it's over. But it just it's it's interesting where guys sign because um, because when they sign at a place, it means that like, look, I already got my money. Now I just want to go somewhere. I got a chance to win a chance to be in the playoffs and chance to find a role where I can fit in. Corey Brewer is one such player. He joins in the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. First, happy birthday, Corey. I appreciate it. Uh, Corey, listen, you've been doing this a long time. Why the Kings? Uh, I feel like it was a perfect situation for me. Um, I still got a lot left, and I, st- I still like to play fast. You know, that's my game, and it's a good young group. And I feel like I could bring some knowledge and help these guys try to get to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, uh, so what's that process like, though, of being kind of an NBA free agent late in the season in terms of what you want to do and how you want to do it? What, what's that process like? Um, it's just um, – all about the right situation. For me, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, and I wanted to be in a situation where I could help a team. I didn't want to go somewhere where I was just going to be on the bench and just be there. I wanted to go somewhere I could help a team. And I feel like Sacramento gave me the best chance to play and be able to help these young guys get to where they want to get to. Corey Brewer joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Trade. Of course, you remember you go back to college. He's part of back-to-back national championship teams playing at Florida. And then, of course, in the NBA, he's he's been – He's been a star. He's been a journeyman. He's played just about just about every role. What's your reaction? What's your reaction? To what's happening in LA? Oh man, uh, it's it's tough for him because they got so many injuries. Man, it's tough to really judge it. On the outside looking in, it looks bad. But you got to see LeBron missed 15 games hurt. Lonzo's been hurt. Everybody's been hurt over there, so they're, they're having a tough year. I feel bad for him. Yeah, it, the, I had I had a somebody who's in the league tell me, hey, you know. A lot of guys, they don't want to go there if they're not rep by Clutch Sports. Is that something that you guys talked about, or was it just about role with you? Um, for me, it was about situation and, and role. You know, I'll play anywhere. You know, I love basketball. I feel like I can fit in any situation. 
and that's a, that's a good that's a good situation over there. You know, you can play with LeBron. He's one of his best player, if not the best to ever do it. So, you know, it's it's tough for him because everybody's hurt. But um, I thought they're gonna get it together. Um. It's it's fascinating to watch all these different teams and their struggles with chemistry. You've been on all kinds of different clubs, some with great chemistry, some with bad chemistry in the NBA. We're watching Boston, a team that's going to make the playoffs, uh, but they, they've lost, I think, five out of six. Now they got to go on this tough road swing. How difficult is it to turn around your chemistry mid-year? Um, it's tough, but um, if you've got the right group of guys, you can do it. It's all about... You want to be playing good basketball when the playoffs start. So everybody can talk about how they're playing bad now. It only takes for them to win five or six in a row, then they're back to roll, and then the playoffs start, and they're playing their best basketball. And you want to be playing your best basketball when the playoffs start. Best team you ever played on the in the NBA was what? Oh, man, probably the, the Dallas team I played on we won the championship. Uh, we had a lot of great players. You had Jason Terry, Sean Mann, Dirk. Sean Stevenson, just all those guys, J.J. Barrera, just Jason Kidd, <laughs> Pacey Stiakovic. It was one of the best teams I can even think of. Yeah, and, and Karan Butler didn't even play because he had the knee injury, right? I mean, that, that, and that was one of the reasons yeah. you had such a big role. Yes, and Karan got hurt. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that just a load of team. What was the chemistry in that locker room like? Um, everybody just wanted to win, man. You know, when you have a bunch of older guys, um, everybody knows their role, and it's all about the – the main goal, and that's to win a championship. And I feel like everybody just played their role. Why didn't it work for you in Philadelphia? Um, I thought it was going great, but um, I guess they wanted to go a different direction, and they made a trade, and they brought a couple guys in. So, you know, that's that's what that's what they wanted to do. I, I wanted to stay there. What, what's that? What's that like? I mean, like, look, you've been a lot of places. I mean, L.A., Oklahoma City, Houston, Minnesota, Denver, Dallas. Uh, actually, Minnesota twice. Um, what's that like though? To be like, you, you feel like you're you're good. You, they needed shooters. They need veteran guys. They have younger guys that can create shots for people. And then all of a sudden, you get a call. What's what's that actually like for a for a human being to go through? Um, it's tough, you know, especially when you you know I started to feel comfortable there. Um, I really liked the team. All the guys were great guys. So when you, when you get the call, like they're going in a different direction. It's like, oh man, my whole mindset has to change. Then for me, it was like, now what's my next destination? So you get to Sacramento. Do you live in a hotel? Do you get an apartment? Like, what do you do? I'm in a hotel. <laughs> just staying in a hotel, just trying to play it out, trying to, get, trying to get to the playoffs. Yeah, what are these guys like? Like, first time you walked into the locker room, how many of these guys do you actually know? Um, I, I watch a lot of basketball, so I've seen them play, and I knew a few of them. I knew Darren from working out with him. He's from Houston. Um, I knew Costa. I played with Costa. I knew Willie. I worked out with Willie this summer, and Buddy. I know Buddy, so I know a few of them. But they had a, it's an energy they had. You know, they want to be good. You can tell when when a young team is on the upswing. You can tell when you walk in the locker room, everybody's upbeat, and so it was a it was a great situation. Crazy, you're the old head now, right? And that is that that, that a weird <laughs> that a weird thing for you? It's weird, man. I remember when I feel like I'm still just coming in the league when I was just the young guy. Now I'm like I'm the oldest guy on the team. <laughs> Yeah, Corey Brewer joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. You had a, um, uh, you have a basketball camp, don't you? Oh, yeah, I have a basketball camp. I do a basketball camp in Florida um, for my diabetes fund with Shands Hospital at the University of Florida. So is it a teaching camp or you just rolled out and let them play? Because I'm looking for a good teaching camp. You know, you guys doing stations or you just like kids want to play and they want to see you dunk. That's about it. Uh, no, we do both. We do stations in the morning and then we play in the evening. So um, we get our work in and then we have fun too. You know, I've yeah. been doing it for the last nine or ten years, and I have a good group of guys. 
How many kids? Uh, last year I had about 200, I think. It's, it's growing. It's coming a long way. Uh, that, that is coming a long way. First year, how many kids did you have? I think I had like 40, 50. Yeah. Like, where you know every kid, what school they're in. Of course, you know, kids, and kids will tell you everything. Kids will tell you their parents' bank account statements as well. Uh, oh, they, they, sure. just get, they, they just get to talking, right? Oh, for sure. They talk. Um, I feel like I have some kids, they've came every year I've had to count. <laughs> so I have a good relationship with some of the kids, for sure. Corey Brewer joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Obviously, you coming out, your lottery pick, but you weren't, you weren't Zion. But you got the experience, not just the ultimate high in winning two of these things. Uh, we're getting close to March Madness. To people who say, hey, Zion Williamson should sit out, shouldn't come back and play because he's already established his value. What would he be missing if he didn't play in the tournament? Oh, man, it's nothing like the NCAA tournament. Like, one game, you're out. Like, if you lose, you're out. But when you win it, it's like, the, oh, man, it's the pinnacle of <laughs> like of college basketball you want to win a national championship like it's your legacy I feel like you know you go to the school for a reason I know I guess you had to go to school because you have to go for one year but for me I, I love school so I, I I wouldn't take it back to nothing I, I'm with you like even the even if you lose you end up learning from the loss and you kind of that that's something you kind of carry with you right and like I'm sure to this day, like I know to this day, people are like, oh, what, did you guys go to the Final Four? Did you guys, we went to Elite Eight. We actually lost to Florida in 2000. Um, yeah. uh, 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 but, but people still, they, they can still relate to you better if you, whatever you lost in the tournament or for you winning in the tournament, like all the things you've accomplished, I think you're more known for that, aren't you? Yeah, for sure. Because everybody, everybody watches March Madness, man. Like, it's all over the place. It's all over TV. And people remember March Madness. So it's, that's what it's all about, man. It's college basketball, it was amazing. Like, you're a young kid, you get to play for your school, and everybody's behind you. It's, it's nothing like it. All right, well, listen, welcome to Sacramento. Can't wait to see. Now, how many, by now, you've played for, I mean, you've had to play for, like, 15 coaches, right? Oh, man. I, I played for six coaches when I was in Minnesota, so I played for a lot. Um. Okay, so how many, like, how many different plays are there really? I mean, there's a lot of new stuff, a lot of pistol action, a lot of different. How many? How long does it take before you know everything that they're doing? Before you, you know, before you actually know where to be and what to do? Um, it doesn't take too long because, to be honest, everybody recycles plays. I, it's just the call. It's not the play. It's, it's what's the name? What name is it? I'm like somebody calls it pistol, then somebody else calls it twenty one. So I just have to figure it out. Twenty one. That's pistol. <laughs> Or floppy can be called something else. Turnout, it's all the same. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it's. I know it's all the same. I just wonder what language you revert back to, right? Like, is it like which coach with? Because when you learn a foreign language, like you know, most of the times you go back to English in your head. Like you're trying to think. You're like, oh, you you convert it to English and then you reconvert it to whatever language it is. I just wonder when somebody tells you a play and you go like, oh, oh, that's like pistol. That that that's what that is. Um, what what basketball language like? Is there one coach that you think of? That's the guy whose stuff I most re- relate everything else to. Um, it had to be honest, it had to be Coach Donovan. I still relate so back to Coach. It's crazy that you go all the way back to college, but that's what you. Well, I guess that's what's embedded in my head mostly. Cause I was there for three years with him, and I knew that system like the back of my hand. So, all right, cool. I, yeah, I, I go back to him a lot. <laughs> well, Corey, uh, welcome to Sacramento. Thanks for joining us. Uh, hopefully. Um, you got good room service there in that hotel 
and you got all yeah. the TV channels. Now we tell the TV channels you want, and uh, we look forward to talking to you as the, you get ready for the playoffs. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on, Doug. All right, that's Corey Brewer joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Happy birthday to you as well, Corey. Go to CoreyBrewer.com for more, for more not birthday information, but for basketball camp info. Uh, Dan Beyer, what what, do you, what else are you working on? We got some info for college basketball. No Zion Williamson tonight. Duke going to be without their star forward. Going to miss his fourth straight game because of his sprained knee. It's the final home game of the season for Duke at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Some news from Major League Baseball. The Yankees are shutting down Luis Severino for a couple of weeks. Pitcher was supposed to start today in Grapefruit League play. They scratched him. He's going to be out with rotator cuff inflammation. The Angels getting Matt Harvey back tomorrow. He'll make his Cactus League debut returning from a glute injury. Fat Harvey is going to pitch? Oh. I'm just, I'm just. I, I said Matt Harvey. What? What are you laughing about? Come on. Come Matt. on, Doug. I said Matt. I said Matt Harvey. The uh, New York Giants told Safety Landon Collins earlier today that they will not use the franchise tag on him. They didn't, so Collins is a free agent. The franchise tag deadline passed about 90 minutes ago. Six players in all in the NFL received the franchise tag this season. Rams didn't use it for the first time in three years. They also won't pick up the option on the contract of center John Sullivan. And L.A. also released linebacker Mark Barron. Colts gave defensive end Marcus Hunt a two-year contract extension. One other note to pass along, three men were sentenced to prison time today for their role in the Adidas recruiting college basketball scandal. Former Adidas exec Jim Gatto received a nine-month prison term. We'll be back to the Doug Gottlieb Show in 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. How good were those teams, right? I mean, how incredible were those teams at Florida? Whew, they're amazing, amazing basketball uh, teams. Good to catch up with Corey Brewer. From a small town in Tennessee to two national titles now playing on play. He played for six coaches in Minnesota. That's that's classic. That's absolutely classic. Hey, Byer, I had a question for you. Um, yes, um, I'm, I'm always fascinated by this. So, you know, like we all we, we've gotten this weird thing with the NBA where we use the NBA's regular season like it matters when we want it to matter. It doesn't matter. When we don't matter. I, I watched the the. The, the Bucks lose for the second time this year to the Phoenix Suns, and they put DeAndre Ayton on Giannis. Now, look, DeAndre Ayton is a special big guy because a lot of teams have big centers, but they can't move as well laterally as Ayton is. Do you believe that's the kryptonite to the Bucks heading forward? Yeah, I, I do think that that is an issue. I think that Giannis right now, while unstoppable at the block, I mean, that's where he gets you know 95% of his points, that, yeah, if you if you can sag off of him – like they did and and have a challenge at the basket he's i don't want to say neutralized but he's definitely not as effective as he normally is right which is which is the same defensive philosophy that was employed by the Boston Celtics when they took on um when they took on the Philadelphia 76ers last year right like putting Al Horford or putting a big guy on Ben Simmons and then sagging off him and putting that guy kind of in a one man zone kind of similar isn't it yeah and and with the Bucks, a lot of what they've done this year is the the ball movement with 
giving Giannis space to drive, and then you can kick to whether it be Chris Middleton or Brooke Lopez or Malcolm Brogdon or Eric Bledsoe or whoever, that's kind of how their offense goes. And so if you don't have that ability to drive and kick or watch Giannis you know, do his thing, then they're going to become stagnant in a half-court situation because then it just becomes a one-on-one basketball. And it's happened at times and happened a bit last night against Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Go ahead. I've said before, and I probably said it on this show, the the, the Bucks because they've, they've been so good this season, I've talked a lot about late-game situations. Chris Middleton a couple of weeks ago hit a big shot. That's probably the guy that's going to take their, their shot when they need it down the stretch because – you can't necessarily count on Giannis in that situation with the ball in his hands late because the other guys are better options. You'd almost rather have Malcolm Brogdon shoot the ball than to have teams sag off of Giannis or, or try to you know get the ball out of his hands. If somebody's going to take the shot, it's not going to be Giannis. It's going to be one of the other guys. Yeah, yeah. No, it's look. It's it's going to be really really interesting to see what that team looks like in the playoffs because now you start to take the matchups really seriously and and you know you start to kind of manipulate all right well, who who's going to be the 8 seed although you know look if you're a 1 seed which it appears they're they're going to be uh barring some collapse you feel pretty good about about where they stand uh them or the Toronto Raptors you know the difference is the the Magic or the Nets the Nets obviously are such pro, uh, such a prolific three-point shooting team uh, even if they are 500, such a prolific three-point shooting team, that's one. I don't want to be a seven seed for a bunch of reasons. One, I don't want to play the three, and two, um, I don't want to. I really don't want to play the Nets just because the Nets have a shooter's chance. I think uh, everybody wants to play Charlotte. To be, I, I mean, I know Kemba Walker's I, good, but that's that would be my guess. Yeah, but Maybe the, even they Miami. Have, but they have to they have to make the playoffs, right? You got Orlando yeah. at the eight seed yeah. right now. Yeah. So you got Charlotte. But if you were you a top Miami. team, if you were one of the top teams, I think that's the team that you'd probably want to play. On the on the other hand, then you got to worry about okay, would I rather be the two seed and play the Pacers or the well, one seed and play the Sixers? Although we don't know if the Sixers and the Pacers how that works out because they're separated by a half game. Yeah, and and I think now we've gotten past the point where we could just say okay, the Pacers are going to fail because they haven't. Like Bogdanovich has been magnificent when Oladipo went out. I know they're only a half game up on the Sixers, but it's no given that Indiana drops out of that three spot. If you're the Sixers, the last thing you want to do is face Boston in the first round of the playoffs, so you want to figure out a way to get out of that 4-5 matchup. I don't think Boston gets out of that that five spot. I know that there's games left. I know we're you know about 18 games left, and it's only a two-game lead, but they'd really have to turn something on. I find those matchups intriguing because Philadelphia – Boston has just had Philadelphia's number for so long last year in the playoffs, this year as well. There's a, there's a lot to play for the Eastern Conference that may not seem like it because you're like, oh, the playoffs are set. But, yeah, there's something there's, – there's definitely something to those matchups. And then you got college basketball tonight. I'm actually in Oklahoma. Kansas taking on Oklahoma. Uh, if Oklahoma wins, they're pretty much a lock to be in the NCAA tournament. And if they win, uh, Kansas will not win the Big 12 for the first time in fifth. 15 years, 15 years. Uh, you got some other games which teams win and you would feel really good about them being in the NCAA tournament. Nebraska's not going to make it, but maybe they can save uh, Tim Miles' job still. They're 5-13 and 13 in league. They're playing at Michigan State. Minnesota at home at the barn, senior day against Purdue. Uh, a chance for them to get to 9-10 and 10 in conference play. A win against Purdue would probably put them in. 
And then Nevada coming off of that really weird circumstance where they lose to Utah State. There's a there's a court storming. Utah State officials appear to do a good job of shielding the players from the fans. And yet then there's a fracas in the uh, in the bowels of the D. Glenn Spectrum Events Center where Nevada's a couple of Nevada players and coaches said that they didn't like being touched and things that were said to them by Utah state fans. Now the video has come out and it looks like only Jordan Caroline lost his mind. He plays for Nevada. Everybody else is walking calmly into the locker room. He was, he was beside himself was walking to his locker room, heard somebody say something down the, the, the hallway and went running and could not be stopped. A lot of hoops going on. I get you my picks on Twitter uh, before the, uh, before the game's, Tip off. This is the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, coming up next. I told you earlier today, and now Vegas agrees. I'll explain next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. My thanks to Corey Brewer who just joined us. Great dude, man. Good dude. See how he does to try and get the Sacramento Kings over that playoff push. We got a lot to get to. If you missed any story today, the ones of note, we get to them right now with the press. The press. Don't be that guy in the room with the long, sloppy-looking, untucked shirt. Untucked shirts are made to fall at the perfect length. Go to untucked.com, see for yourself why GQ called them perfection. It actually has the smush sound. Um, use the promo code Doug. Get for 20% off all purchases. Go to untucket.com. Dan Beyer, what do you got? Don Beyer. Bunch of NFL news, Doug, including news on a veteran name being released in the NFL today. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. Right. Want to start out, though, in hoops. No Zion Williams in tonight for Duke. The freshman going to miss his fourth straight game because of a sprained knee as the Blue Devils host Wake Forest. Oh, no. So that means he's not going to play Saturday against Carolina, which is yeah. a total bummer. Like, I would have thought he'd play today some so he could play Saturday. Yep. This means he probably plays ACC tournament, which is a bummer. I wanted to see him play more, but whatever. Mm. The three men were sentenced to, or that were involved in that recruiting scandal in college hoops from Adidas and other places. Well, three men sentenced today. Former Adidas exec Jim Gatto received a nine-month prison term. Former Adidas consultant Merle Code got a six-month sentence. And aspiring agent Christian Dawkins also received a six-month sentence. Yeah, I mean, you guys legit going to jail for this thing. Um, and, of course, you still have some other cases that need to, uh, need to be settled, and you have two coaches, Will Wade and Sean Miller, who are going to be called in to testify. Once you get under oath, that's when this thing gets really interesting. I said that a tweet today because the judge explained how these guys were covering up wrongdoings for Rick Pitino. And wh- whether it's realistic or not, Doug, the fact that Rick Pitino's name still keeps popping up as possible candidates for jobs when these guys are going to prison to cover up some of his wrongdoings, pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. Sound but the alarm! Won a lot of basketball games. 20. I guess that's what people say. The uh, uh, odds are out for who will be the first overall pick of the 2019 NFL draft. Bet Online says Kyler Murray is a one to two favorite now. One. 
Nick Bosa, 3-2. to two. Quinnen Williams of three. Alabama, a 12-1 to one favorite. Three. So there we go. We we uh, we told you earlier today we believe Kyler Murray will go number one overall and, and Josh Rosen will go to the Washington Redskins. Well, that's interesting because Bet Online is the Redskins as the favorite for Josh Rosen at 3-1 to one on where he would play week one if he was traded. The Dolphins are a 5-1 to one favorite. Patriots six to one. Giants are seven to one. Wow, yeah. that's a uh, yeah. I mean, the Giants so far down there is surprising because you would think that uh, his intelligence. Uh, just kind of the way he is, it would fit in New York better than other places. Yeah, I'll give you a couple of other interesting odds in as well. The Chargers, just 15-2 to two right after the Giants. Yeah, they like them. The Steelers are 14-1, to one, Saints 12-1. to one. So maybe some Ooh. era parents there for those teams. Yep, I think that's exactly what they're looking for. I mean, I know the Chargers have been trying to get one for a couple of years, and uh, frankly, they should have taken Pat Mahomes in the draft going back to two years ago. Struggling. This just in from the NFL Network, the Baltimore Ravens are releasing safety Eric Weddle. Huh, interesting there. And more news from the AFC. The NFL Network says the Chiefs are talking about wide or giving wide receiver Tyreek Hill a record-setting deal. Yeah, what does that mean? That's a weird one to me. A record set, record set deal for a slot wide receiver, for a wide receiver? Like, that That one strikes me as weird. I think highest paid receiver in the NFL, I think maybe topping Odell Beckham Jr.'s $18 million per could be on the horizon for Tyreek Hill, who, by the way, does not get enough credit for how good of a wide receiver he is with wide receiver skills. You want to talk about a guy who catches with his hands and can catch a football? Tyreek Hill is one of the best that there is, but we never talk about it. A lot of guys still let it get to their body, not Tyreek Hill. Come on, man. I, I would I would agree with you, but is he, you already have Sammy Watkins making a ton of money. He can't stay healthy. Are you going to lock up that much money in two wide receivers? Fire. Kind of need a defense. Well, I'd figure out something to do with Sammy Watkins before I'd ever want to lose Tyreek Hill. Uh, how about this? I got, I got it, but it's only the second year of the deal. Buccaneers left tackle Donovan Smith agreed to a three-year deal. Soon after, Saints defensive end Cameron Jordan heard the news and tweeted his teammate in New Orleans, Alex Okafor, who's headed for free agency, quote, food solidified for another three years now. Come on back, brother. End quote. It's kind of a cheap shot at Donovan Smith if you're, uh, uh, that guy liked it. He did like it. He liked it a lot. He liked it a lot. I thought it was funny. Yeah. I like that. You know, why not? Good rivalry in the NFC South. Um, Jets uniforms going to be released April 4th, and there's a rumor, Doug, that they are going to have an alternate black uniform and that black is returning to the color palette of the New York Jets, kind of like they did in the Keyshawn J- the days when Keyshawn Johnson was the first overall pick. Um, I've heard the numbers are going to be are going to be really different. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, there's a leak online. Where the numbers are going to have like a black line down the middle. That'll be pretty cool. Oh. And potential for a green helmet as well. And yes, I've seen the black. I don't love the black because the black has too much green in it. I would have a lot more black. Finally, in an interview with WIP in Philadelphia, here's Phillies outfielder Bryce Harper. We're the Philadelphia Phillies, and we want whoever wants to come to Philly. If you don't want to come to Philly, then don't come. You know, Don't be part of it. But if you want to come and be part of a winning team and a winning culture, then you know we're going to need the best players to do that. If you don't think I'm not going to call Mike Trout in 2020 to have him come to Philly, you're crazy. Ah, so it begins, Doug. And so it begins. I believe Trout has two more years left, right? Doesn't he? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. So it'd be after so it'd be 2020. 2021 or after the 2020 season, yeah. I guess. Yep. Yeah, a lot can change in two years. We'll see. We'll see how much he likes Philadelphia in two years. It was also a double negative. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. <laughs> if you don't, think, if you think I'm, if, if you, you don't think that I'm not going to call Mike Trout, <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't think that I'm. Oh wow. Well. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things about Mike Trout that's interesting is everybody operates on the assumption like that he's underpaid. Like Mike Trout's going to make thirty-two and a half million dollars this year, and rightfully so, he should be the highest-paid player in baseball. But he makes a ton of money. Six-year, $144 million deal. That was that was uh, awarded going back to 2014. So that was a massive, massive deal. All right, college hoops tonight. I like Oklahoma to end the streak of Kansas. I like Oklahoma tonight. More picks coming on Twitter. This is Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.